Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a bi-demisexual girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, using AI to date. Sounds fake, but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod. Oh, it's so sad. I have COVID. <laughs> After many years of Over a valiant years. a valiant battle. I evaded that virus for over four years. You might have the record, you know. No, my dad's never had it. That bitch. <laughs> so everyone so I sad do, for Sarah. I do apologize for how I sound. I do sound better than I did first thing this morning. Love uh, that. So there's that for you. Um, Excellent. I'm like 70% here. So That's, I mean, that's, I feel like even sometimes on, on a normal time recording, you're not even that there. So, well, you know. I'm 70% here to start. I don't know that we'll we're going to We'll see how we dwindle. End. I think I can get, I think I can, I can boost it up. I can okay. raise you all. Don't. Anyway, is it working? No. I had two sips of a Panera charged lemonade and I'm feeling great. <laughs> feeling <gasps> Wait, charged. Sarah, I had news to tell you off pod that I forgot to. Can I tell you right uh, now? Sure. Anyway, back to the grind. You know, uh, we do what we do need to say. First and of we all, need to keep this house. You have a housekeeping. The housekeeping is that. Um, remember how last week I was like, "I'm going to the Dear Luke Love <laughs> Yeah. And then I got COVID. Um, yeah. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, you may have missed this. But we ended up giving uh, my tickets away to a lovely, a lovely follower, and they went and they had a delightful time. And they sent a picture, and they said that they were going to think about the movie for a long time. And that was really, really good. They said it was very Hell impactful. So yeah. I can't wait to finally see it one day. Yes, me too. And also, they are, the Dear Luke Love Me folks are, they're hoping to get an Audience Choice Award. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have been there to vote for it. Just saying. Um, so it's between now, which is March 1st, which none of you are listening on March 1st. But if you are listening up until March 5th, 2024, um, you can you can vote for Dear Luke Love Me to win an Audience Choice Award to maybe help it reach more eyeballs and earballs. Yes. So we will share the link for that in. Do you have that? I will. Okay. I will I'll put the link. For it. I will put the link in the description of this podcast. So if you want to vote for an Ace movie, you should, because I would really like it. to actually see it one Me day. Too. The other housekeeping that I have is that do you remember when a thousand years ago, me and Sarah made a playlist on Spotify, and we were like, "It's a no love song playlist." And we put a bunch of songs on it, and then we proceeded to do nothing with it. We just kept forgetting to add new songs. Yeah. And also, it was on Sarah's Spotify, and Sarah I don't doesn't do what she's told. <laughs> so I'm an anarchist. <laughs> yeah, Sarah doesn't listen to the man, the man being me. 
Um, so I was like, I'll just put the playlist on my Spotify because I'm more likely to get bored at work and do things like that. Yeah. And also, we had our lovely new pictures taken by Ben Catlin, mm-hmm. the most beautiful man. And one of them, Sarah was like, this looks like a Haim cover photo album. Yeah, it looked, it looked like, like a Haim album cover. And then so I said, okay. And I made it the covers of the thing. Anyway, all this to say, there's a new playlist. So if you've saved the old playlist, which like 500 of you have, which is wild, um, that one, it still exists, but will never be updated. So if you want the new one, I'll put the link to that in the description as well. Could I not just have transferred the old one to you? I looked, and I don't think so. Oh, okay. I couldn't see a way. And also, you were dying, and I was bored. So That's I was like, true. I want to do this now. <laughs> I don't want to wait an hour for her to answer. Right now. <laughs> yeah, I really couldn't. I don't have impulse control or whatever it's called. Delayed <laughs> gratification. So, you know? Yeah, Okay. Anyway, so that's also there. I don't remember. I feel like we had one more housekeeping, but I don't remember what it would be. Okay. So I guess we'll never know. Okay. Kayla? Yes? What are we talking about this week? This week, we are talking about artificial intelligence and how people... Yes. Boo, tomato, tomato. And how people are using it to help them date. Because I was looking at the Cosmopolitan newsletter and a couple weeks ago they put out like a a whole like collection of articles there was like 10 different articles all about like ai and dating they all had very beautiful pictures like the graphics they did that's like look at that that's fun (laughs) i hope not i re no there's a name attached to them thank god imagine anyway so they did like a whole collection of articles about this and i thought it was really interesting so i said this is what we're talking about and I said, great. Yes. I'm just Sarah here. Sarah said, good. You have to drive anyway. <laughs> um, Sarah, I think we all know, but what are your thoughts on AI to start with? Bad. Hate it. Ugly. Yeah. Losers. <laughs> Do you hate... Okay, because here's what I was thinking about. And it's some of the... It came from like examples in these articles. Do you hate all AI? Or is it like the more chat GPT stuff? Because thinking about it like... Your, like, Spotify-recommended playlists and stuff like that is technically artificial intelligence. Yeah. I mean, I don't have issues with AI as a basic concept. Sure. I have an issue with the way that people have started using it. Yes, that makes sense. So, really, my issue is with the the non-AI. It's with... The, The issue, yes, is with, like, the new AI companies that are coming out, like, making... Things like ChatGPT or like the yeah. art ones that look just like copy art and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I would agree. I actually, so I feel like I've talked about this several times on the podcast, but I read applications for work for people that want to be like brand ambassadors. And twice now I've received an application that was blatantly written using ChatGPT, like so, so, so clearly. And I was like, I don't know. Like, who like is- where it's like, as an AI, whatever, whatever. No, no, I no. Can't. Not, <laughs> not that clear. But like one of the questions we ask is like, why do you want to be a brand ambassador? And it was just very, very general of like why anyone would want to be a brand ambassador for any brand. Just basically yeah. like why you would want a job. Yeah. And then we also ask them like, what would you do as a brand ambassador? And there was paragraph, like chunky paragraphs about like, here's what I would do on social media. And here's what I would do, whatever. And it was like so clearly the most vague 
shit yeah. you'd ever read. Like you could just tell. So I actually responded to the person and did our regular like we're not moving forward with your application at this time. And I straight up said, if you choose to apply to this again, use your own words. Do not use AI. Because I was like, Damn. this is a college student. And if they think applying to jobs is going to work like this, like they need to learn now. Yeah. That, that isn't going to apply. So I very nicely was like, brother. Yeah. If you want to reapply, maybe stop being stupid. Maybe use your own words. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's, yep. One of the first articles I read that I think is very interesting and is like a good place to start was talking about, um, this article is called The Truth About Bias and AI-Powered Dating Technology. Again, these are all on Cosmo. Um, I will link, there's like three articles I read. I'll link them also in the description. But this one was really interesting because it obviously talks about the bias that comes from AI because if you didn't know how AI works is it scans the internet basically and takes all of the information on the internet and it kind of compresses it and then it just spits that out as knowledge so what this person said Jamie Cohen oh, Cohen is it Raina Cohen's sister no anyway. that's just a very common last name okay I don't need this for now um Jamie said, we forget that we're talking about data sets or language models. The major models we're using today are extremely exclusive, and that means they're very problematic. And it goes on to talk about how the majority of models are created and trained by cis white men, like AI models like ChatGPT yeah. are created by largely cis white men. Um, and then they're pulling information from everywhere on the internet, which the article says the place where 4chan lives, in case you need reminding. <laughs> um so it takes information from everywhere, including the bad places, and then it's trained by a white man. Yeah. Um, and Maria Avgididis. You're doing so good. That's wild. You're really brave. Um, the host of Agape Match. Um, and ask a matchmaker podcast so a matchmaker said that we've already seen that ai is discriminating against people based on gender or race when reviewing job applications at certain companies why wouldn't it also discriminate against people in the online dating experience so she was specifically talking about people using an ai matchmaker and how that could become biased and just not show you certain people because of their race or gender or other things like that so yeah yeah, I mean, I feel like so often when we when we think of AI, we think of it as like, oh, like artificial intelligence that is like sentient, like in the movies, yes. like it's like yes, it's, yeah. it's a form of sentience. But the the way that AI exists in our world is not that at all. It's right. basically just a, you know mashing all of the information we have together and spitting out like an average or a mean yes and so it represents all of the human biases of the information that it's chewing up and spitting out and like the perspectives that don't exist yes in you know a lot on the internet yeah. are not getting their proper weight in AIs chewing up and spitting this this garbage out. <laughs> yeah. I've also heard just for AI in general, there's a fear that as more AI written content gets published online and like blogs or things like that, that 
then AI is also reading that information. So then it starts cannibalizing itself Mm -hmm. where it's reading information from other AIs and then it gets confused because it's like, but I wrote that. So that just gets into the cycle because you're right. Like AI cannot exist without us putting information into it first. Mm -hmm. But if we only put AI generated information into it, then it's like, well, now where are we? Well, I I saw recently some posts about how, um, I guess it, may have been chat gpt was just like glitching so hard oh yeah it was being creepy to people and and it was just like repeating the same thing over and over and over and over again and yeah. then it was um, being a real creep yeah or like when 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 someone was trying to have it speak in spanglish it was just like oh, yeah. making up words that were yeah. not words in either spanish or english yeah and it was just like you know it it's still when it glitches it glitches hard it's, yeah it's scary yeah do you want to hear some ways that you can practically use ai in your dating life i mean no but like i'll listen okay well we can go through there's like five we can go through them and and decide if we think it's okay or not okay perhaps because there's some of these i'm like yeah okay and others i'm like that's bananas mm. this is an article by jessica goodman in the cosmopolitan So the first one was for nailing your visuals. So Bumble already has an in-app tool called Best Photo that uses machine learning to tell you which is the most effective picture to put first in your dating profile. Um, And I guess Tinder is going to come out with something similar. This, I don't actually mind. Yeah, I I don't think you should trust it wholesale. Like, I think you should have your own opinion still. But this, to me, is like, if it's based on machine learning of what types of pictures people swipe yes on, and it's like this picture is similar to that, then I could understand why that would be helpful. Yeah, and I think it's not like like you're still inputting all of the information. Right. It's, it's the only thing it's telling you is what order it suggests you put them in. Right. Yeah, you still have complete control. It's basically just telling you, like, based on other people's success, this is what yeah. we have found works on the app. And if you don't like what it says, you can say, no, you fuck you, I'm do not doing that. Yeah. So that one I don't mind, because I also feel like I already hear so many people, like, strategizing about their pictures. There's, like, you need a full body one, and you have to have the funny one, but you put this one first. Like, that's already such a thing, from what I understand, that it's like, yeah. sure, you know. I hate it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Ready for the second one? I've never been more ready in my life. Okay. The second one is for sounding like your best self. So it says the same st- tools that can zhuzh. Do you know how, did they, how they spell zhuzh? How did they spell it? Z-H-U-Z-H. I have to assume that means zhuzh. Z-H-U-Z-H. Yeah, I guess. Like, the problem, I've never seen it before. The problem with zhuzh and yuzh as in usual I would yeah. like to apologize in advance to our lovely transcribers. Um, is that there, there's no good way to spell them. No. And so they really only work to like, say when you say them. What? Yeah. It's because it's English is the Stupid. world's most yeah. inefficient language. <laughs> Literally. Um, so anyway, the same tool that can judge your resume like free virtual writing coaches or Grammarly, which Grammarly, I guess, also is an AI, but I like Grammarly. I don't use Grammarly. It's basically autocorrect, but like it'll also do more intense grammar stuff. I'm too smart for that. Yeah, well, if you pay for it, it tells you the vibe of your writing. It'll be like, this was a cheerful sentence. Oh, okay. Anyway, 
So if you're stuck on where to start with like your bios or like Hinge has prompts like I'm competitive about blank, blank, blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. you could use chat GPT to write in what's a no. good answer for. No. And this to That's me- That's not representative of you. Right. This is This to me is where we start getting stupid because- that's not your answer. You're just typing yeah. in the chat, chat GBT, what's a good answer for? Which is exactly what that person whose resume I read did. Yeah. Like, and then it's not going to sound like you. And then you're going to start texting the person and they're going to be like, who are you? Or yeah. you meet them in person and they're like, huh? Yeah. Like, I understand you want to maximize your chances of meeting someone who you hit it off with. But to do that, you have to sound like yourself in right. your, like, in your profile. Because even if you're not going for, like, a long-term relationship, you truly only want to see this person once and hook up. Mm-hmm. Like, getting them to go out with you in person still isn't the final step. Like, they could yeah. meet you and be like, huh, and then leave and then you don't hook up, you know? Right. So it's yeah. like you still have to worry about, like, catfishing, basically. Right. And it's like, I understand that, like, you want to maybe, like, get as many options as possible. But, again, they also have to choose, it you. as like, as yeah. you said, like, they don't choose you just once. Like, yes. they, yeah. it's, it's a constant back and forth of, like, whether they want to still be here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I also just, I think there's so much pressure, again, from what I've heard, I haven't been on the apps for a while, but there's so much pressure to those opening lines or whatever to be Mm -hmm. like perfect or people are trying to be super funny or whatever. So it's like, I understand wanting help because it does seem like there's a lot of pressure there to make that first impression. But it's also like getting someone to swipe right might feel like the biggest part of the battle or whatever, but also it's not going to be worth anything if they just swipe right and then they're immediately like, who the fuck are you? Right. And also like, what if you say something specific and then they ask you about it? Right. And you and can't like, even you can't even have a conversation about it. Yeah. Like, what, like I like, would hope that the pe- things people are using aren't complete lies, that they would like take a suggestion that's also true. Yeah. But still. So here's this. I'm going to skip the third option and go to the fourth one because it's similar. Um, you could use it for better opening lines. So there's an AI called Your Move AI. Hey, which little is- mama. What's up? I'm here for all of your I think you need help. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we could use this actually if we wanted to go have some fun. They will. So your move AI will send you the message that you should send the person, and also if you put in what the person said to you, it will suggest what you should respond. So like if they said "Hey" with three Y's, yeah, it'll tell you to respond with "Hey" with four Y's. Yes, exactly. Like, it, I guess you can ask, how do I respond to make the conversation more interesting when someone asks what my favorite food is? But apparent Thomas Edwards, professional wingman, okay, okay. says nobody wants their interactions reduced um, to two horned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Nobody, nobody wants their interactions reduced to two horned up robots chatting. So use these tools as a way to speed up the creation process, then add in your own elements to make it uniquely yours. Yeah, because otherwise it's just, like, AIs talking to right. AIs. Because, like, maybe they'll fall in love. Maybe they'll fall in love. Because I don't, like, I can see the value of using, like, a chat GPT. And we do this sometimes at work, actually, just to, like, 
um, brainstorm things. Like if we're writing an article, we'll start by going to ChatGPT and asking it about it because it just synthesizes all the blogs we would go- have to go out and read. Yeah. And then we see what it says and we then write our own shit from there. We don't take its words. We just right. use it as like a brainstorm or a research tool. And that I think is actually very helpful because like you said, it's just mashed up internet. Yeah. Um. So I guess if you were doing that just to like get ideas or brainstorm and then you change it, it's like, okay. But then again, also what's going to happen when you get in person, you go to the Chili's with this bitch. Not the And then she's like, what's your favorite food? And you're like, hold on, I got to text. I got to text someone. <laughs> or they're like, you said that your favorite food was the blue, the Bloomin' Onion. Why mm. are we at Chili's? Yeah, at Chili's. Why, why are we at Outback? <laughs> Getting the margarita flight that comes on a boomerang. Have you seen it? It's wild. Wow. Outback it, also has, or at least at one point they had, the the drink, the shark attack drinks. Yes, they did have that. They also have a really good cheesesteak. Okay. I'm getting hungry. Um, <laughs> I have a bagel. Do you want it? It's COVID-y. I have a sandwich I could eat. It's infested I'm talking. with COVID. <laughs> I'm, dri- I'm driving the podcast right now, you know. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> Here's one that I think is even more wild. The next way you could use it is for building emotional intelligence. What? So it says few people want to hear it, but flirting and dating are actual skills that require actual practice, which I think is true. Yeah, that's true. Um, Working with chatbox or AI-powered digital coaches like those on the free keeper.ai. Wait, so like it's saying that you should practice flirting with AI? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll go. I'll look at that in a second. But this dating expert Michelle says um, that you should ask ChatGPT, "Give me ten examples of expressing emotional intimacy when you are first starting to date someone new, and see if it helps you feel closer to a date." Could you Could you look that up for me? Wait, do you have ChatGPT? No. Do you have to like log in? Never mind. I wanted to see what it would say. I don't like it. That's fair. What? It won't let me go to Keeper.ai. What's the point? I must go in. Can you try looking it up? It won't let me in. Keeper. I I barely know her. I barely know her. Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, it's extremely binary. It says women start here and men start here. Gross. It's also extremely hetero. It's only Mm. hetero. Okay. Um, I don't want to give it my information. Well, Sam. That's my name. My name is Barbara. Mm. I need a last name. My name is Barbara Marbra. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and my email address is... Should I just give him a sounds fake pot email? I guess. I'll just unsubscribe. <laughs> Where do I live? I live in your mom's house. I live you live in a city, and you and live in a country, so and so do I. I live in Beverly Hills, dude. Mm, That's where I want to be. I live in Beverly Hills. When were I born? I was born on the January the 2, 1993. Okay, I did ask the AI on Snapchat about emotional intimacy, because you don't have to make a new account for right. that. Would you like to hear what this weird blue How man? How tall are you? I'm five eight. <laughs> I think. Have you? Okay, I've never used the AI. Your on Snapchat. ethnicity. Hush. I've never used the AI on Snapchat, but it's like this little blue man, and I think yeah, it's supposed it's to look like the robot emoji. 
scary. Doesn't. Anyway, can I tell you the answer while you're yeah. doing that? Here are some examples of expressing emotional intimacy when you first start dating someone new. One, opening up about your dreams and aspirations. I aspire to not have to use AI. Fair. Uh, number two, sharing personal stories and experiences from your past. That's just talking. <laughs> That's just talking to someone. Asking deep and meaningful questions to get to know each other better. That's unhelpful. If I don't have emotional intimacy, clearly I don't know what deep and meaningful questions are. So that's silly. Being vulnerable and sharing your fears and insecurities. Expressing gratitude and appreciation for the little things they do. Listening actively and showing genuine interest in their thoughts and feelings. Offering support and being there for them during difficult times. Sharing your values and discussing what matters most to you. Creating shared experiences and making memories together. Expressing your affection through words, gestures, and acts of kindness. These are just steps to being a nice person and having yeah. a nice conversation. This is wild, okay? It's as for my ethnicity. Okay. And I said I'm white or Caucasian. Yeah. But um, it so it's only hetero. You can only be man-seeking woman or woman-seeking yes. man. Interesting. However, it lists... Every <gasps> single ethnicity on the planet. I'm That's scrolling nice. as fast as I can. I'm still in the bees. I'm still well, in the bees. At least they did something nice. Absolutely wild. Um, I just feel like if you need to be asking ChatGPT about emotional intimacy and these are the answers it's giving you, then you're probably not ready to date people. Like if you find this information helpful, if you're like, oh, I never thought about that before, listening actively. If that's a new idea to you, you should yeah. stop dating. It's you asking know? me for photos now. I don't want to give it photos. Okay, you don't have to continue. It seems like it's you're really happy. Barbara Marbra's never gonna find love. Well, Heterosexual what? love. Heterosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Barbara Marbra. Don't pay anything until we get you married. Sorry? That's what it says? Yeah. Um We test for chemistry. Psychometric testing and deep questioning ensure compatibility because forever is our goal. This also does say, and the, the last option for how to use AI to date is to help with matchmaking. I, so there's this app called Iris Dating, and it uses patterns and data to match you with people. But they're saying, I think the person that maybe, the person who founded this app, who has a PhD and used it just to do this awful thing, <laughs> Said, a matchmaker utilizes dating preferences you articulate, but humans are especially bad at describing the type of person they're attracted to. It uses patterns and data, so it may actually understand what you're looking for better than you do. Okay. Which, like, <laughs> on one hand, I get if it's similar to, like, a Spotify thing where it, like, looks at the music you're listening to and it's like, here's the genres you like, here's other songs you like. Yeah. I, I can see the logic of, like, you swiped yes on these people. These people we're giving you now are similar. We mm -hmm. think you'll like them. The logic is there for sure. Yeah. But when you start giving it to human people and then also with the biases we were talking about at the beginning, mm -hmm. it's like that's – these aren't promises. Like if they were just being straight up and they were like, we're just going to do it based on your preferences and they were just like very upfront about like here's how it's working – yeah. Then I would be like, sure, okay, sure. Like people could use it to help them figure out what they want, I guess, if that's yeah. what they want. Yeah. But when then you're like, we're going to get you married and do psychometric testing and we're going to yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I don't know that you can say that. Also, actually. 
So it's love at first match, driven by AI and relationship science, guided by human care. Heart. It says, for women, the man you'll keep forever. We make men tell us what they want in a committed partner. So we only match you with a man who is serious about you. Okay, so this is also for a very particular kind of person. And then it says, for men, the woman you've been looking for. Tell us everything that matters to you. We'll introduce you to someone who meets all the details. Only pay for success. Why are we only talking about paying with men? This is so hetero. That's also, it's so interesting to me that for women, they're like, clearly your main concern is commitment. And for men, they're like, clearly your main concern is checking boxes off of your checklist. That's so And you're the one who's going to pay for it, obviously. That's so interesting. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. It's like a club that's like free free entry for women just to like get men to go to the yeah. club, you know. Start on the fifth date. Save hundreds of hours of swiping and first Brother. dates that go nowhere. Only receive matches that are likely to lead to love. That makes me really sad to hear. Like, I understand we've been moving in this direction for a long time. But to hear it whittled down to, like, spend less time, like, making it an efficiency thing. Yeah. It's like, but guys, we don't have to Americanize and be efficient and do capitalism everywhere, you know? In two years since our launch, about one in six first dates from Keeper have led to marriage engagements. No way. No way. Oh, they have a plan called marriage bounty. Bounty? Do I have to pay up front for the marriage bounty? No. On the marriage bounty plan, you don't have to put any money down... up front, so payment isn't done until marriage. We do not refund for annulments or divorce. That's hilarious. Wait, didn't Angela... I'm pretty sure Angela Chen recently wrote an article. Yes. Angela Chen recently wrote an article about dating bounties. It was in the New York Times. Um, two men... So it's called Wanted True Love Reward $100,000. Two men posted dating bounties on the internet worth thousands as an incentive for people to help them find love. So they like put up money and they were like, if you can introduce me to my future, like, lifelong partner, I will give you this money. So it's basically the same thing. Hmm. That's so wild. Tools. AI dating coach. Oh. Oh, yeah. This is just an AI dating coach. What Should is? we talk to it? Yes. What is it? It's on Keeper.ai. Oh, yes. Let's see. That's what I was looking for this whole dang, ding, dang time. The whole ding, dang time. How are things going with your dating life? Me? Well, I guess we're we're being Barbara, right? So what do we we're think is going Barbara on? With, what's going on with Barbara Marbra, do you think? What's what's on, her Barbara Marbra's been on a lot of first dates and mm. they've just gone badly. Yeah. She I keeps going to Chili's and they keep being like, Where's the blooming onion? And she's like, You're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thinking, thinking. Meaning a chip. Also it says, here to help you find a partner and create a happy, healthy family. It's so Oh wow. This is a lot. Hearing about your streak of bad first dates, it's clear that something in the equation needs tweaking. It's not just about the people you're meeting, it's also about how you're meeting them and what you're bringing to the table. Basically, this AI is saying it's your fault. Reflecting on each date to understand what went wrong and what you learned about yourself can be a game changer. It's not about dwelling on the past, but about refining your approach for the future. Each date, good or bad, teaches you something valuable about what you're looking for and how you present yourself. Remember, the goal isn't just to meet someone, it's to meet the right someone. And sometimes that requires going through experiences that aren't ideal, but are incredibly informative. What do you think are some common factors contributing to these bad first dates? Okay, first of all, I guess I don't necessarily think any of that is, like, bad advice. 
Like, I think if you're having a lot of bad fruit states, then yeah, maybe look for a common denominator. Mm-hmm. I just, like, the way it's assuming that you're looking for, like, a long-term partnership. Like, there's just so many... I mean, th- that that seems to be, like, what this platform yeah. is for. I guess it is called Keeper. Yeah. So I guess that's fair. I guess maybe there's other coaches for when you're just trying to fuck around. It's just, yeah. like, that's wild to me. Anyway, so what did it ask? What do you think are some common factors contributing to these bad first dates? Um, I'm always sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always sweaty. <laughs> Is it thinking about that real hard? It's thinking, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Feeling sweaty on dates, especially if it's a consistent issue, can indeed be distressing. It might be impacting your confidence levels. It's essential to approach this with, oh my god, this is so long, it, it's scrolled past where I'm reading. <laughs> oh my it's, god. it's essential to approach this. It's essential to approach this with a practical mindset. First, consider the physiological aspects. Excessive sweating can be natural to nervousness or anxiety, which is common in dating scenarios. It's your body's way of reacting to what it perceives as a high-stakes situation. Understanding this can be the first step in managing it. Now let's tackle this head-on. Preparation is key. Ensure you're dressed in breathable fabrics to help regulate your body temperature. Also, consider using clinical strength antiperspirants or even talking to a dermatologist if you feel the situation warrants it. These are practical steps you can take to mitigate the issue physically on the psychological front it's about managing your nerves remember a date is not an audition it's an opportunity to meet someone and see if you enjoy each other's company shifting your mindset from trying to impress to simply engaging and being present can alleviate some of the pressure you're putting on yourself this pressure could be contributing to your nervous sweating reflecting on your experiences have you noticed any patterns or triggers that might be causing you to feel sweaty during your dates identifying these can be crucial in developing strategies to manage or even overcome this challenge that's so <laughs> thorough. Like, that's so much information about sweating. I did not expect... I thought it was just going to be like, huh? I mean, it's keeper.ai, I guess. I, I guess they're really going for it. Uh, do we want to continue to engage? Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Okay, have you noticed any patterns or triggers that might might be causing you to feel sweaty during your dates? Um... I live yes, in Florida. I, I always order the fajitas and the hot sizzle pan <laughs> makes. Remember that one time we were at a Mexican restaurant and the yeah. fajitas like <laughs> blew up the entire restaurant. Yes. Literally, it smelled like the entire restaurant was burning down. There was like, like black no, smoke no one coming. Could breathe. <laughs> no, the poor, the poor person that ordered the fajitas was just like hacking up a lung, <laughs> coughing. It was wild. And the hot sizzle is too much for me. <laughs> I really hope it has as thorough of an answer for this as the sweating. It's quite insightful that you've been pointed <laughs> Thank you so much. I am insightful. It's quite insightful that you've pinpoint. Oh, it's not going to let me go any further after this. No. Because- without logging in. Okay, but I'll read you what it told me. Thank you. It's quite insightful that you've pinpointed the fajitas and their sizzling effect <laughs> as a potential stressor during your dates. This observation is a step in the right direction. The heat and the spectacle of a sizzling dish can indeed Wait, amplify they, your nerves. They know what a fajita is. <laughs> can indeed amplify your nerves, contributing to the discomfort you're experiencing. It's akin to adding fuel to a fire, so to speak, in an already high-pressure situation. Choosing a different dish could be a simple yet effective <laughs> strategy to mitigate this issue. Opting for something less dramatic and more comfortable might only 
might not only help. But mm. this is correct. My brain just stopped. More <laughs> might not only help in reducing your physical discomfort, but could also ease the psychological pressure, allowing you to focus more on the interaction with your date rather than the theatrics on your plate. (laughs) (laughs) That fucking rhymed. Experimenting with your culinary choices can also be a great conversation starter, showing your date that you're open to new experiences and not afraid to step out of your comfort zone. It's about creating a pleasant dining experience for both you and your date, where the focus is on the connection rather than the distraction of your meal. Have you considered trying a different dish that doesn't involve the sizzling effect to see if this helps with your dining experiences unfortunately see, we can't answer i wish it could go further again. so i could tell it that i'm on a dietary restriction where i can only eat fajitas i really wanted to just say no no <laughs> i have not considered this i mean listen keeper ai is extremely thorough do yeah, i think it's, it's gonna give people thorough. information that is actually helpful Probably I mean, not. To be fair, we didn't really ask it like genuine questions. We didn't. However, just like looking at the way it was answering questions, I feel like it's just giving very general, broad advice. And like, it's, all, it's also just giving you a lot of words. Like, it's right. just, it's just, it's just throwing yes. so much at you. It's meeting the word count. Like, I don't yeah. think any of that advice is wrong. Like, yes, if yeah. you get fajitas on every date, <laughs> maybe let's not. But I feel like most of the time when people are seeking out dating advice, they want it for their particular situation and yeah. issues. Like, and, and, and the person you're seeking advice from needs to have more context. Right. So usually you'd go to like a friend and they would know your whole history and then. Or if, or if you go to like an actual dating coach, like right. they would ask like, you everything. Yes. <laughs> or like a therapist. Or, yeah. Something like that where you could actually like give it your whole history and it yeah. would be able, they would be able to like yeah. take that in. Whereas uh, like what, what Keeper AI's uh, dating and relationship coach maybe hasn't considered is that I have to eat fajitas for my dietary restriction, And also that I have, um, an undiagnosed sweating disorder. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and it's not thinking of that because right. it doesn't know my history. It doesn't. And it's also like, clearly these answers are all coming from like self-help articles or like yeah. a 16 magazine, what to do when fajitas article, <laughs> you know? <laughs> what to do when fajitas So article. I feel like you, if you had a specific concern, you could just... Google it and not pay for this. Yeah. You know? You could just say, hey, why are my fajitas making me sweaty? I don't have dates. Sweaty. I'm sure someone's asked that on Quora before. I have to imagine. (laughs) I don't know. In conclusion, I think small AI things like the the Bumble picture stuff or like Mm -hmm. that kind of like, what's it called? Like when it studies user preferences, you know, like Netflix yeah. does or Spotify yeah. does, you know, that yeah. kind of thing I think is it could be helpful. When you get into it writing things for you, that's when uh-huh. it is, first of all, plagiarism, because that <laughs> those were someone's ideas first yeah. before the AI ate it. And also, I just don't see how that's going to get people to the end result they want. Like, yes, you will get the, maybe get the instant gratification of the swipe right. Mm-hmm. But like you said, someone has to continually keep swiping right on you. Like they have yeah. to keep texting you. If they have to agree to go out with you, they have to agree to like you know, go home with you. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like yes, you might feel the instant like oh yeah, people are liking my profile. Maybe you get that small boost of confidence. 
And if mm-hmm. like, that's all you want, then like, okay. Sure. But if you're actually looking to get people to like like you in person, I just don't see how that's helpful. Yeah. And like if you're using AI as like just to give you a quantity of ideas as a jumping off point, like, okay, sure. But if you're using AI to write your shit for you, then no. In conclusion, if you really want to use AI that bad for dating, just have the AIs date each other. Exactly. And I also, one last thing, for real in conclusion this time, clearly a lot of the AI is very heteronormative. And that yeah. I guess it was just one example, but I have to assume a lot of them are that way because yeah. that's probably the easiest model to teach an AI on is just yeah. like a straight relationship. And it's probably the vast majority of all of the stuff that AIs are chomping on online to regurgitate. Yeah. Absolutely. So like as an A-spec person, like I understand dating as an A-spec is very hard. So it might people might reach for a resource like this to be like, it could be helpful because it is really hard. And sometimes you need extra resources to date as an A-spec person. I don't think I would suggest this. Yeah. I think there's a lot. Like, I know Ace Dad has done some, like, um, like online classes, basically, or, like, webinars that you can, like, sign up for, and they talk about, like, dating as an ace. Or they're, they have a new book coming out. Did you see that? No, I don't see they anything. Re- yeah, you don't see anything. But they released the cover and title for their next book that's coming out, and it's all about dating as an ace back mm, person. That's exciting. The cover is really cute. It looks like a little... A little um, ace of hearts card. And maybe so next time people ask us about that, we can say, oh, boy, howdy, do I have a book for you? Do I have a book for you? True, because that's the book they tried to get us to write, and we said, we're not the right no. people for that. But Cody <laughs> is, because they have experience with doing that. Yeah. Anyway, be careful. Final, final in conclusion, just be careful and smart, you know? Yes. That's it. Fight the AI. Fight the AI. Eat the AI. Delicious. Nom, 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 nom. Exactly. Kayla, what's our poll for this week? I think we should ask, would you use an AI to help you date? Or if you don't date, like, to help you find, like, friendships. Mm, A friend. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's inclusive. Inclusive. Thank you. That's it. Kayla? Mm Mm-hmm? What's your beef and your juice for this week? My beef is that I think the flight from California to Boston is too long. I think it's silly that I could get to Europe faster than I can get to California. Well, I think that's upsetting to me. Well, yeah. You can, it's yeah. like at least equivalent. Like when I it, did well, Europe, the, the, it was... The California to Boston. Yes, is longer than the Boston to California. Yeah. Because of... Air. The air. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I think it's too long. That's my beef. My juice is that I am in Vermont with all of the other white people in America. Um, <laughs> because my housemates wanted to ski. So now I'm not skiing. I'm podcasting. But they're skiing. And I get to hang out in a very nice cabin. And... Do whatever I want. Great. Yep. My beef is I have a lot of beefs right now. So I yeah. Yeah, I have COVID. That's my beef. That's bro. yeah. That's yeah. my juice is I think my my bed is comfy. Mmm, <laughs> that's good. I think that's a juice. 
That is a very um, lovely juice. My other juice is that the other day, my roommate went and picked up chip tole. Oh, what a dream. And I got to eat it. My other beef is that my nearest chip tole closed. Oh, no. And now I can't walk to it anymore. My other beef is that I don't live with Bogey anymore. Or my roommate. <laughs> There's priorities here, clearly. Well, I can't, I can't text Bogey, you know? That is that is very true. I, I, I have texted my roommate during this podcast. Well, then. She told me I was very brave for moving the fans. You are very brave. Okay, yeah, cool. You can tell us about your beef or your juice or your both or your gravy on our social media at SoundsFakePod. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash soundsfakepod. My other juice is Paxlovid. It makes my mouth taste a little weird. I don't know what that is. It's the medication to make the COVID go away. Last time I had COVID, I asked for that and they told me no. Okay, well, it's a different time now. And it was, it was, it was even free with my insurance, which I thought was wild. Kayla's just sassily eating chips. <laughs> she has put her microphone down. The microphone is over there. <laughs> I want my sandwich has been staring at. I can smell it. I have I a wanna, bagel. You've been eating it. To, <laughs> I was driving very slowly. <laughs> yeah, but I listen. It's a whole thing. I'm a bed casting from. A king size bed, which I want a king size bed so bad. This is all gonna sound terrible, <laughs> but I want a king size bed so bad. I didn't even touch Dean last night. We were so far apart. I didn't even <laughs> brush his arm once. Okay, if you wanna give us money on Patreon so Kayla can afford a king size bed, um, you could do so. Patreon.com/slash/sudsfakepod. Our $5 patrons who we are promoting this week are Alex Istar, Alice is in Space, Amanda Kiker, Ashley W., and we have a new one. It's Bronwyn Heron, who I believe they said that they are South African, which is fun. I love that. Oh, no, that's wrong. Not what I said, just I accidentally made the text orange, and that was wrong. Our $10 patrons who are promoting something this week are Selena Dobson, who would like to promote the Critical Role Foundation, David Harris, who would like to promote the Cradle Book Series by Will White, Derek and Carissa, who would like to promote supporting each other through the transitions we face, including when we get COVID, Elbitter, who would like to promote normalizing the use of tone indicators slash SIRS, and Maya and Jeannie, who would like to promote Christopher's Haven. Our other $10 patrons are Kayla's dad, Math Martin, Giselle Parker, Purple Haze, Barefoot Backpacker, Song of Storm, Val, Allison, Ani, Arkness, and Benjamin Abar. Our $15 patrons are Ace, who would like to promote the writer Crystal Scherer, Andrew Hillam, who would like to promote the Invisible Spectrum podcast, The Ishpel, who would like to promote twitch.tv slash Melodia, Hector Mario, who would like to promote friends or supportive, constructive, and help you grow as a better person, Nathaniel White, who would like to promote Nathaniel J. White, designs.com, Kayla Zanino, who would like to promote katemaggartart.com, and Chanel, who would like to promote accepting that everyone is different, and that's awesome. Our $20 patrons are Dragon Fly and my mom, who would like to promote the fact that I think I got COVID when I was with my parents, and I did not give it to them. Well, that's lovely of you. But I have given it to at least one other person. <laughs> Who'd you give it to? Anyway, don't COVID. They would like to promote wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Still. After, we did an event on Saturday, and afterwards I was like, damn, I probably should have worn a mask for that. And, and I don't know, are. and I don't know that that's where I got COVID, but. But you don't know it's not. I don't know it's not. 
Um, thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. And until then, take good care of your cows. Get cow-sized masks for them.